The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you longing for a place where hope, ideas, and new ways of thinking can arise? For nearly 50 years, Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, has been a gathering place where world-class teachers provide innovative educational experiences that cultivate extraordinary potential in us all. Join us either on campus or online. To learn more, visit eomega.org. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You are listening to Rewritten with Cynthia Ocelli. Our topic today, the top five ways you sabotage yourself and how to overcome them. I'm Cynthia Ocelli, and this is Rewritten. If you are new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. This is a show where we rewrite your toxic, limiting, unhealthy, and always false beliefs so that you can go on and live a life that's worthy of who you are and who you came here to be. If you are new to the show, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And I just want to recap that we have just finished a nine-episode series on dating like a goddess. In that series, we started with you being the sexiest woman in the world. Every area of your life, every goal, every dream begins with you. So putting yourself in the right mindset, taking healthy action, and showing up as the you who's a match for the person you desire is foundational. We went on to talk about embracing your feminine so that you can flow in your life and not effort so much. That is old. That is the masculine. That is the patriarchy. It is a way. It is not the only way. Life shouldn't be a hustle, a grind, a battle. It's really a sacred journey full of mountains and valleys. And it's a priority that I would love for you to consider taking on as your own to make your life as supportive and healing as possible. And that is the domain of the feminine. From there, we moved on to choosing a candidate who's fit to be allowed on your dating roster. We covered first date goals and beyond. Then we danced through the red, yellow, and green flags and finally ended up with my last show, Casual Sex is an Oxymoron. And that show, as it always has for the last 10 years, stirs up dissension and disagreement, and it did not disappoint, but I stand by it. If you enjoy this show, I would love for you to connect with me on Instagram at Cynthia Ocelli. You can search for me on Facebook at Life by Cynthia Ocelli and join 55,000 like-minded people as we take small and consistent actions to create a life that you love. Today, we're diving into the top 
five ways we sabotage our success and happiness. And instead of relating these behaviors to one or a certain area in your life, it's important to know that our sabotaging ways flow into every area of our lives. So I've chosen five that I see commonly, and we're going to get right to it. The first way that you sabotage your success and happiness, jealousy. Ooh. When you look at what someone else has and you yearn for it so badly that what you have or what you are feels worthless, you're probably in the deep waters of jealousy. You have taken the appearance of something you think you want and handed it over to your imagination, which quickly fills in the gaps with idyllic and unrealistic perfection. You have likely abandoned reality and also yourself. The truth is, every wonderful life experience is rife, just overflowing with challenges, discomfort, and work. And the greater truth is, is that nothing is closed off to you. Your feeling of jealousy is the thing that will actually get in the way, sabotage you, stop you from creating something wonderful for yourself. So I want you to consider instead, see the thing that you are jealous of as an indicator of something you'd like to create in your world. What is it that you would like to bring into your life? More love, more health, more beauty, romance, sisterhood, freedom. What is it? Whatever it is, say yes to it and decide to transmute those feelings of envy into fodder for you to pursue your dreams. Take your jealousy, not as something wrong with you, but as a call from your inner being for you to work on something for yourself. I am blessedly, thank goddess, at a place in my life where jealousy doesn't come up often. I don't remember the last time I felt jealous. But when I was younger, my jealousy would take me on long trips into self-criticism, comparison, and destructive behaviors. My jealousy served to highlight and reinforce every complaint my inner critic had about me. It was just a vicious, vicious cycle. And it was exacerbated by the self-loathing that I felt for feeling jealous in the first place. This was most prevalent for me when my, my son, who's a grown man now, graduated from, with an MBA, grown, grown. He was a baby, and I had just made the important but difficult decision to break away from the community that I had spent my teen years around. So these were like, you know, drug dealers and other baby mamas on welfare. I was sharing a house with my roommate, I was studying for the real estate exam and pinching every single penny of my $640 a month welfare check. I didn't have a car. I had to walk everywhere. And when I saw my old friends driving new cars, taking trips, having lots of nice things, I became so incredibly envious. On top of that, I felt like Life was against me, punishing me instead of rewarding me 
for choosing to leave that life behind. I walked around carrying a simmering jealousy and resentment for months, and it grew and grew. And at the same time, I did nothing to change my reality. Nothing positive, at least. My jealousy and resentment didn't just stay as feelings I was holding. They lowered my sense of power over my own life. I felt stuck. I felt unable to change my life. I know so much better now. Now I know that when jealous feelings arise, to ask yourself some questions, it's an opportunity. You got to reframe it. It's an opportunity for you to gain clarity. So here are some empowered questions to ask yourself the next time you catch yourself feeling envy or jealousy. What is this calling up in me? What is it? What's coming up for me inside? Not how am I feeling about them? What is calling to me? And when you get that answer, it's going to be like, oh, you want love or recognition or abundance or acceptance, a new house, family, to have children. It's going to be something that you're fixating on that you think, okay, this is what's coming up for me. Then ask, is this really what I want? You know how this goes, right? We don't always want what our hearts and our souls want. We are steeped in a society that conditions us and cultivates us to want things that are acceptable and that look successful and that the media has promised us will make us feel whole and complete and wonderful. It's a pitch. It's a big sales pitch and it's a brainwashing. So getting really clear, is this is what I really want. That's important. And then you ask, is it important enough to me to make it a priority? Sometimes we can want something, but you know, I'm not really willing to do too much to get it. Accept that. That doesn't mean anything negative about you. That just means you understand yourself. And instead of getting caught in catch-22s, you're going to be there for yourself and have your own back. If you get through those questions and it's still like, yes, this is calling up this for me. Uh, I want a love relationship. Is this what I really want? Yes, I do. Is it important enough for me to make it a priority? Yes, it is. Well, then what can I do to create my version of this for myself? Your specific version. What everybody else has and the way they have it, that is not for you. There is a way that is perfect for you. What can you do to create that for yourself? These alchemical questions will help you transmute the negative into an opportunity for learning and growth. They will reveal powerful insights. And I have a powerful insight to sort of encapsulate what jealousy is. So I want you to take this definition and make it yours. We're going to rewrite your belief about it so that you can take empowered action. The next time something comes up that makes you feel those uncomfortable and ugly feelings. Jealousy is the projection of negative feelings derived from the recognition of our deepest desires, coupled with a false belief that we can't have them. It's not about the person you're feeling jealousy toward. It's about you.
So my feelings of jealousy had nothing to do with the people in those scenarios. The crux of my upset was from the recognition of something, a desire I wanted, coupled with the internal belief that I couldn't have it. The opportunity in feeling jealous is to reveal what you really want. Acknowledge that it's possible for you and to give you the opportunity to say yes or no or not now. It's a call to focus on what you desire and to decide what you're going to do about it. So this applies as much to career and vacation envy as it does to material, romantic and superficial jealousy. The next time you find yourself fixating on an individual, wipe them out and look at what it is about them that you want in your life. Examine whether it's really your heart's desire or something you were conditioned to want. If it's your genuine desire, put a plan together. Hire a coach if you need it, get help, consult resources, and go for it. The world is wide open to those who believe it is, and anything is possible for you. That's a belief you want to make your own. So the next time it happens, instead of letting your ego launch into a campaign of self-destruction, the work, again, is to identify the desire that's seeking expression. And then thank the universe for triggering your awareness of it. Use that negative energy you feel to create something positive in your life. And you'll soon see that jealousy can really be a gift. It's a call for you to focus on what you deeply desire and then do something about it. All right. The second top way that we sabotage ourselves. Regret. The type of regret I'm referring to shows up as spending our present moments looking backward at what we see as unrealized potential, unfulfilled dreams, things we shouldn't have done. It is impossible to know that the life you wished you had lived would be better than the one that you have lived. Chances are, really, that you'd be no happier. Studies show that human happiness is determined by how we interpret and respond to circumstances, not the circumstances themselves. So fantasizing about a past that might have been is a colossal drain and it sabotages a future that could be exactly what you want. Remind yourself that regret is wasting the extraordinary creative power of your imagination on the past. Turn that power onto your future instead. The way to do this is to stop resisting what has already happened. Accept it and let it go. I know this is hard. This doesn't mean that you have to like it. What letting go, what accepting and letting go means is that you stop replaying it and turning it over and over in your mind. You stop judging it, and you make peace with the fact that the past is over. Living in regret is incredibly self-sabotaging because what you focus your energy on today dictates your thoughts and your behavior today, and that creates your tomorrow. You do not want to create today and tomorrow based on past regret. 
It's a nasty cycle. Accept what is. Return to the present moment. Let yourself be free of the past, no matter how right or wrong you believe you were. As Louise Hay said, the point of power is always now. Take the wisdom from the past and let the rest go and move on. The only value in analyzing the past is to grasp that wisdom, gain those lessons, forgive yourself, and move on being a better human. Accept and let go. You will do so much better because of it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Number three. This one is, ah, uh, this one is toxic and powerful and I want you to be free of it. The third top way we sabotage our success. Comparison. We all know the game. This is the game where we all square off against each other, usually woman to woman, and we tick off all the ways that we are superior or inferior. This comes from Resurrecting Venus, by the way. She's fat. She's gorgeous. She's skinny. She's hideous. She's so tacky. She's so rich. She's so trashy. I am so much more or less beautiful, ugly, fashionable than she is. The comparison game is maddening. All players lose sooner or later. There is always someone older, younger, richer, poorer, thinner, fatter, and whatever. Every critique is an attack on the sisterhood and the inner self, sending self-loathing messages of inadequacy and lack to ourselves and negative energies of judgment to others. What's really wild is that our comparisons are never accurate. They're never helpful. They suck us into a mode of thinking that is tantamount to standing in line to be slaughtered. When you catch yourself comparing, release it, and realize that you are drawing conclusions based on your ego's attempt to distract you from your own power. You are a unique individual with your own interests, your own identity, and your own path. And your power, the only power you really have in this world, lies in focusing on you. So, if this is something you catch yourself doing, and boy, it's awful. I don't think we feel too bad personally when we feel like we've come out on the upside of comparison, but invariably, 
And often we're going to come up on the downside and feel bad for no reason at all. Here's the solution. If you catch yourself doing this, I want you to create a category of one. You are the only one in your category. No one can do you better than you and no one else should. You stop comparing yourself to others. You stop comparing others to others. You stop judging them. They are also in their own category. And what this means for you is you have no competition. If you are someone who constantly feels judged, it's a red flag and trigger to let you know that you need to stop judging others. Stop comparing others. Stop comparing yourself to others. Stop judging. Stop it all together. Focus on being the best in your category of one. Be the best you. And know that this is a gift. This is a gift to womankind. This is a gift to your friends, your daughters, your sisters. This is a benefit to us all. Judging and judgment is a toxic force and it keeps women as a whole small and controlled. It keeps us constantly worrying about whether we're enough, constantly buying the next thing, doing the next thing, changing the next thing about ourselves so that we can become better. Without the constant barrage of judgment, we might actually realize that we are enough right here, right now, and that others are enough and that we're all in motion and movement. We're all changing and growing and developing. And who you are today is not who you were five years ago. And who you will be in five years is not who you are now. But the level of toxicity and judgment and self-loathing that you nurture in a nasty game of comparison has a tremendous impact on who you're going to become. Stop it all together. And just to balance you out here, stopping judgment is not becoming undiscerning. You need discernment. Discernment tells you to stay away from people who sap your energy, people who deceive you, people who undermine you. You must be discerning. But discernment is different from judging and comparing. You want to take judgment and comparison completely out of your mental diet. It is one of the best things that you can do for your own well-being. Number four, in the top five ways we sabotage our success. Conditioned happiness. I will be happy if fill in the blank happens. No. Happiness does not work this way. You might like it if whatever happens. That's true. It might feel good for a moment. It will not endure. It will not make you into a happy person. Interestingly, as I look back on my own life, many of the happiest days in my life we're cash poor and love rich. Being on welfare as a teen mom, super stressful. But I had so much love for my baby and the life and the connection we had that I had a constant state of overwhelm and joy. By contrast, some of my seemingly most successful days were my worst, my saddest. From the outside looking in, I had great achievement, affluence, acclaim, but I was lonely. 
and I didn't have a deep sense of purpose. It's not the things and the situations that make happiness. You will not be happy for long whenever you get to whatever the thing is that you think is holding your happiness. So stop. Stop with the I'll be happy when. Switch up your focus to becoming happy in the middle of it all today. Happiness is an inside job that begins with a choice followed by happiness creating actions. And like, I know that sounds like what? There's a whole body of research that has shown us how to create real happiness now. My favorite resource is The How of Happiness, a book by Sonia Libermarski. That book is full of proven approaches to creating happiness. You could go in that book and pick two or three and practice them for a month and you would be happier. You would feel happier as a baseline. And that's kind of like, you know, raising the ocean floor. Everything comes up with it. It's important for you to help yourself understand that you will not be happy for very long whenever you get whatever you think is holding your happiness. But if you begin cultivating happiness today, you can live a much happier life. And that is not up to anyone else but you. No one else can make you happy. And by the same token, no one can take your happiness from you. You are actually the sovereign, the ruler of you. And the more you accept that and exercise that, the better your whole life gets. All right. Number five, in the top five ways we sabotage our success, this is the biggie. When you are facing a challenge, reaching outside of your comfort zone, or even just trying to get up after a downtime, self-criticism and negative self-judgment can undermine and sabotage you in the profoundest of ways. It could sound something like this. You've been out of the dating world for years and you're ready for a new relationship. Thoughts like, I can't do this. I'm too out of shape. I'm too old. Look at me. Who's going to want me? I'm such an idiot for getting myself into this. Everything I put on looks ugly on me. My arms are fat. Everyone is better looking than me. And you know what? I have so much baggage. I'm divorced. I have kids. My credit is bad and on and on and on. Or you hate your job, right? You want to get one you like. And yes, I support that. But you are thinking things like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm not smart enough. I should be so much better than I am. No one's going to want me. Yeah, I'm terrible in interviews. They're going to judge me. I'm going to make such a fool of myself. And I'm going to feel so insecure. That narrative, we all have it. They are an amalgamation of voices that come from people and experiences in our past. From parents to classroom bullies and sometimes people from more grown-up or recent experiences that we've felt overwhelmed in. It's important that we learn to separate ourselves from these alien, and I mean foreign, not natural, not native to you, thoughts. This is one of the most empowering and loving paths that we can pursue. 
Imagine how much easier your whole life would be if when you set out to make a positive change, there were no negative self-criticisms or judgments. It was just peace and quiet. And you were able to just deal with what was in front of you. And I'm not even pitching you on aspirational, wonderful ideas of, I'm going to be great at this. I'm just talking about getting to neutral. So where you're not having negative self-judgment and criticism as something you have to wade through in order to make a change in your life. This is a life-wide game changer. And I am so committed to this. I have created a free 21-day email challenge to refrain from negative self-judgment and criticism. If you know my work, you may have done this already and reaped real benefits. This challenge has been running for 10 years. And even though I'm the one who's created it, I do it. I repeat it often and every single time I benefit. This is such an important shift that we can make inside ourselves. I am starting it again right now, and I want to invite you to do it. You will get an email a day with guidance to help you free yourself from negative self-judgment and criticism. We've had tens of thousands of people complete this challenge, and they report that it increased their confidence, their compassion for self. It made them less stressed, and it helped them become more peaceful and solid and secure inside. Now is a great time for that. You can sign up for my free 21-day challenge to refrain from negative self-judgment and criticism at my site, CynthiaOcelli.com. It's right there on the first page. And as soon as you start, it'll send you an email welcoming you to the challenge and the challenge begins the next day. And every day I'll give you something to help you little by little reduce that negative self-judgment and criticism so that you can have space and freedom and the peace to reach for the things that matter to you and attain them. That's it for today's show. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Please let me know what you think of the show. You can find me on Facebook, Life by Cynthia Ocelli, and you can find me on Instagram at Cynthia Ocelli. And I want to thank you so much for taking this information and sharing it with someone you care about and using it because nothing I can share with you matters one bit if you don't apply it and benefit from it in your own life. And I want to thank you for doing that. Now, whenever you're feeling like it's too late for you to embody your greatness, I want you to remember that you are the most powerful person in your life. You are your hero and you can change everything. Let's begin with ending our self-sabotaging thoughts, actions, and behaviors. Have a beautiful week. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. 
Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.